So, hi, this is uh, the first episode of Revolution RN. Um, this is your host, Paul Van Wurdenberg, um, and I'm on the line with my friend, uh, Lace Velk. Hello. And, hello. Yeah, uh, so uh, Lace and I have uh, kind of grown into the role of becoming leaders for, you know, uh, nurse, nurse voices uh, around here in the state of Oregon, and so... Um, uh, Lace, could you would you be okay kind of telling people a little bit about yourself? Sure. So um, my name's Lace. I'm a registered nurse. Uh, originally, I got my nursing degree in Rochester, New York, and then I made the journey west um, and have been working for OHSU ever since. Um, totally have adored starting a family as part of my new identity while being a nurse here in Oregon and transitioning from, you know, a more um, progressive ladder of, uh, I forget the word that they use for that ladder, the, the clinical mean? ladder, yeah. pro- progressing on a clinical ladder to more of a, a union base, like everybody's the same kind of thing and, and like taking on that journey and learning about that too. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like, so you're uh, talking a little bit about labor. You know, you're a part of the, like, you are a part of like our nursing professional organization. So Oregon Nurses Association, right? You're on a, a, a board right now. Yeah, so I was appointed to the Nurse Practice and Research Board that ONA is still calling the, the, the cabinet of everything. So there's also an ethics uh, group of people as well that meet to, to, to discuss these things uh, for our state. So that's all through the ONA. It's been great. It's fantastic to be a part of something that big um, and to learn from all these lovely people. So I've really enjoyed it. I look forward to running again. Yeah. Now, um, can you, so I, I think like a lot of people don't really know what, like, so like I'm part of a, like a, a, you know, a group in that in our same professional organization. And I think like a lot of people are like, you know, are interested in be, like becoming a voice for nursing, for instance, but like, we, they don't really know, like, well, what, uh, what do these different groups do? So like, what, what kind of stuff are you working on in that, in that aspect? Yeah. So that's how I feel too. And I think it's a learning curve and it's, I feel like it's a nice nice long learning curve um, that is kind of like really fun. It's like skiing behind a boat that's going at the right pace that you're really enjoying because you're learning new things, um, but it's not coming at you super fast. And um, everybody is pretty much on a, a journey of learning. And so some of the cool things you get to work on, and it's all ONA, like does a really great job of kind of like leading where things are going to go, but you come up with statements for the state. Um, you'll look at things to kind of bring forward as priorities for the organization to think about before COVID, things like, you know, nurse safety and violence in the workplace were really big topics. Um, staffing has been a really big one. You know, you get to kind of help sway and say what you think these important things are. And I think for a lot of people too, feeling like, oh, I can't do that. What if I, what if I don't pick the right things or something like that? If not you who, and if, if your voice isn't, you know, 
the same as your peers, I, I would find it surprising. So I think that the biggest part is to just knowing um, that it is a fun learning journey and there is a lot of supportive people and you get to do a lot of cool work and it's like a breath of fresh air every time I have a meeting it's like I feel recharged <laughs> and reinvigorated yeah. so how like so uh what are some issues that like your group has taken on and like how have you kind of influenced the discussion on things so um one of the biggest issues that I think our group started working on right off the bat was substance abuse disorder that was kind of um something that the group was pretty passionate about before I had come in. And so like talking about education for nurses and things that we could do um, within the ONA, uh, there's a lot of opportunities to do meet and greets with people at conventions and things like that. And so I know um, there was a lot of work on that. The staffing situation as well, um, we've really worked within not just our committee, but with lots of committees to kind of think about a way forward um, and all kind of be on the same page and get people to be a voice in that about what they have witnessed as far as staffing goes and like what kinds of things that they need and a direction, you know, to go to bring that since it is such a big issue and yeah. Oregon is in such a unique position to be, you know, a labor state. Um, that has other sister labor states and brother labor states that are going through the same pains of trying to implement um, staffing that's maybe outside of ratio law, uh, but also feels safe and sustainable. Um, and so I think that's been like a big topic that people have been able to to sway, not just me, but everybody that is a part of the cabinet. And that's what makes it neat is that there is different opinions. And so it's really great to like come and talk about these things and, and see other perspectives. And also to see that it's happening across the state. It's not just your little bubble. You hear the same stories and you're like, oh, I can relate to that. <laughs> so yeah. um, to know, it, it just gives you a bigger purpose because you're like, okay, I know I'm on to something. If, um, this is, if this is how everybody's feeling. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I like, I really like, um, the thing about, I like about getting involved or at least tr seeing some sort of issue where it's like involved in your, like just not being able to get enough resources to provide like good, like your ideal of patient care and then going out and seeking resources to try to figure out how you can in your profession change that conversation and then and then you go out there like you're you're like oh i must be like it, it seems like you're like you're, you're on an island until you get out there and then all of a right. sudden you're like oh everybody has this problem here at my hospital for instance or and then you go even beyond like to like a level that you're you know participating in and it's like oh it's everywhere <laughs> It's like not just even the state, like it's everywhere. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And you just like, I just came here to like, yeah, like, I mean, like what are the, so this kind of leads to, to my, kind of my next thought is like, I don't really know. So, I mean, I've known you for a bit now, but like, I don't really know like what made you kind of take the plunge, you know what I mean? To kind of be like, I'm going to, so, okay. So just uh, like a little background, Lace and I uh, attended uh, nurse Leadership Institute through our Nursing Professional Association. And they gave us a lot of tools on how to um, 
become more effective leaders, kind of rethinking the way that uh, what a leader is and how the type of leader we are and how we can be involved in the process and then be effective once we're in those leadership roles, right? Yes. Um, so what, I mean, what brought you out to be like, okay, I'm, I'm ready, you know, I'm going to do something. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. I think it all comes back to this for a lot of people too, is that they'll have a moment that they kind of remember as like, all right, that's it. (laughs) I need to, I need to be involved. Um, This shouldn't have happened this way. So, so that had kind of happened uh, at my hospital for a big change, like a big change across the organization where I kind of was left scratching my head. Um, And at the same time I had been learning more about the union and becoming more comfortable in my position. And I was working with a really fantastic uh, labor rep at the time named Rob Noyce, who's, you know, um, a rock star (laughs) here in Oregon. And um, I think he, he sensed in me the massive amount of angst that I had um, no place to put in a way, like no channel for it, but just knowing that I needed to give that some breath and energy. And then he kind of steered me. He's like, have you heard of this thing that ONA does? And I was like, no. And so then I looked it up and I was like, that's perfect. (laughs) Because what I was looking for is a way you can't just, you know, storm the, the Bastille and shake your fist. And that doesn't, do anything i mean maybe it does if there's enough of you um so like (laughs) can you share share any more like i mean and and i don't know like what the situation is exactly but can you like like is there like can you share more details of like what the overall problem was was it like a you know a a staff like a staff uh morale issue was it a patient safety issue was it like like what was going on well it was interesting because it was actually like it was like a, we're going to give you something, but it was kind of cloaked in a different way. So basically our floor, um, which is a tele floor, um, mm. we do three to one or four to one. And at night we were running with one CNA, which was always incredibly tough. And ha- there had been an ask to get an increase in our CNA for a while. And so I had gone on a maternity leave and I had come back. And our brand new manager, who is now the director, he's a really good leader himself, um, had said, well, you know, there actually is a lot of evidence to do this, so we should do this. And so we got another CNA. So we did increase our FP, which was great. So people were like super ecstatic and super happy, but there was nothing done to look at what the assignment actually was and why we were staffing up. It was just like, hey, here's this global like we're going to lick the stamp and stick it on this package and we're going to call it pretty. And when it happened, I was like, what, why is everybody so happy? I mean, I get it. It's good. It's the right direction. Like more help is always the right direction, but like we didn't address any of the underlying things that I had been bringing up for a while that I know my peers had been bringing up for a while. And I was like, this doesn't actually like get to the root at what is the problem. It just kind of, makes us look like we're doing something different. So I knew at that moment that there was going to be a lull in anybody being like unhappy at all or like 
you know, to, to the point where they'll actually want to work to make a change. And so for me, I was like, what, that wasn't, no, that's not. <laughs> so for me, I, I had a lot of angst over it where I didn't say anything outward. Obviously I kept it inside. Um, but was, was exceptionally disappointed that we didn't actually do the work to address the things that were causing us to need more help. Like, I didn't think that that was a very strong answer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling that like, I, like sometimes like I felt, especially when I first started in nursing, it was like, I felt like the conditions were, weren't even close to what I would vision being like a good, like really something that like my ideal of what I wanted to provide people for care. And it's like, kind of like butting heads with that idea. Right. I think that there's, yeah, there's work there. Like there's real life things that cause you to feel like you can't do something you think you want to do for a patient, you know, whether it's like task oversaturation, tax complexity, maybe you're just hungry. (laughs) Maybe you're just a little bit tired that day. Um, Maybe your buddy is having a bad day and, and you want to help or, you know, there's any number of things, but the point is, is that it feels like in nursing, you go into work and you start at this like calm, okay, I'm calm for about 10 seconds into the first report. And then sometimes it just starts where you go up to like nine and then you run at that until the moment you leave and then you go home and you have had no time to really reflect on anything that you've done. And so the satisfaction is just kind of not there. And that doesn't happen all the time, but when it starts to happen multiple times or like when you come in, it's the same story. Oh, we're short a teletech. So that means that charge is going to have to sit back there and that's going to make things stressful for charge, which then makes things stressful for the entire unit. And like that happens regularly or, oh, we're down to CNA and we have someone who needs a sitter and we're going to have to pull that. <laughs> so, like, just, and when it's re- like, when that becomes the new norm, it really grinds on you. And then you watch new nurses come in and struggle with things that they should be struggling with because they're new and on top of it, they have that struggle and then they have incredibly bad days. And, you know, if you're someone that people talk to, they'll, they'll talk to you, but even that rubs a little and, you know, I, it, it's just not sustainable. It's not, a, there's a reason that people don't stay. Um, I'm all for grit and working hard and, I challenge anybody to a, a, a workathon. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that people need to not have that be the norm and to have a little bit more norm of um, reflection. Like I got time to reflect on my care. I got time to actually learn something new. I got time to look something up about a patient. I mean, frantically, I look things up sometimes to get them printed for patients on a nice day I get to look them up highlight what I think is going to land with the patient and then have a conversation not just whip a pile of papers at them that I know is going to maybe increase their anxiety or end up in the trash I mean it's it's it gets to the point where it's like this isn't what I signed up for (laughs) yeah and and you're and you're at a teaching facility so you see all sorts of crazy stuff 
Yes. And then all sorts of like comorbidities and trying to like put together the pieces of like, well, it could have been, this problem could have been built through this route or this route, but you don't, it's, it's so fast paced on top of it all if you don't have the proper resources. Yeah, it gets hard. And, and so I like that, I think that angst of like, wait, like, should we be running this fast when it's people's lives that we're dealing with (laughs) (laughs) kind of was what I didn't know what to do with and then also coming from New York where you know if I had an idea and I wanted to bring it forward it was done totally different so you know you brought an idea forward you went through the shared governance committees it kind of worked like a Swiss clock you know, you brought it, you have this idea, oh, it's very quality-like, so you bring it to the Quality and Safety Council, they approve it, tell you what you need to do and where to go next, you go to the next council, and, you know, it just kind of, <laughs> so, so then you just go, um, you know, you go through through the through the clock, and you and you get the, the whatever idea you had done, and then it rolls out, and the organization was very similar in size to OHSU, so it just felt so different. Um, and it just felt like ideas never, how do I say, like fluttered away. It was like, oh, if someone had an idea, it was at least discussed. And then if it did decide not to get, not to happen, there was like a, usually a very sound reason that I never felt like I didn't agree with. Um, Mm -hmm. even when, even when one of the decisions was to like get a guard on our unit to like help with our alcohol withdrawal patients even like the decision that that charged of a decision after deliberating with this the nurse executive and the the management team after like actually sitting down and talking about it and what that looks like even I was like oh yeah that really doesn't make sense we need to just change something else about our practice to accommodate this problem so like you know like here at OHSU the, the way that you make change is completely different. And it really feels like, I don't know if it's the, the, because of the, the ONA and, and the institution dynamics, but it does feel like to get change to happen, you need to be a steward of your own contract and your own practice, which is not different from New York. You always want to be a steward of your own practice, but like it shined in a different way. And at OHSU, it seems or it, maybe it's all Oregon Union Hospitals, but that seems like a first step. Like you really, <laughs> you need to own your own practice, own your contract, embody that, know where you're coming from, and stepwise make changes that feel right and make sense. And so that's kind of like why I was like, I need more education because I am not, I can't storm and yell and... <laughs> Like that's not gonna work, and I can't just say it here. I need the, because... I need the proper channels to like rage against the <laughs> Right, that's not gonna work. And so, you know, the the union is the backbone of change here. Period. Uh, um, and if you want something to happen and you want something to change, then you know, get to know it because it's that is the mother of help to help you make a change, if that makes sense. Like they're very nurturing. They're very, um, tell you, tell it, tell it to you straight when you need to hear it straight, but then also, you know, they're there for you. It's so 
that's how I feel about it. Um, and why they do really make it feel like a, you know, it's like that. It's like that, you know, you, you feel like a family within the nursing community anyways. And it's just a, it's just like a non-urgent uh, setting in that with that same purview. Right. Yeah. I really do like it. It's no longer you're like you said, you're not standing on your island. You're suddenly aware that there's others. And then also not only that, but like, like I've met you, I've met so many other amazing people across the state of Oregon that have stories to tell and are doing little things in nursing that make you get goosebumps because you're so excited for the things that these people are doing because they're so profound and beneficial to the well, it's like I kind of wonder because I know so our our professional organization is both our professional practice organization, right? And they represent a lot of labor, mainly in acute care. But it's like the two I don't I always wonder how it is in different states. Like is it as is it as an intertwined and enmeshed? I think that too. I was thinking a lot about trying to figure out, and I don't know if you know anybody or I've, I've read it by Matt uh, before the professional practice leader for OHSU anyway there and said, you know, I wonder what it's like um, in the VA, like for the, the union there. And I wonder how that works. I would think that's probably like the union of all unions. (laughs) Is that like more, uh, I kind of want to know what it's like just to know what it's like. I don't know how to do that and maintain all the other things that I'm doing, but yeah, like when it's so like when it's so delocalized. Right. Like what does that look like? Yeah. I'd love that to sounds know. horrifying, actually. I don't know. Is I'm that just weird? Thinking that about I, it and I'm like, yeah. I strangely want to run towards stuff like that. I'm like, ooh, that's oh, okay. big and scary. Let me take it on. I don't know why I'm like that, but yeah, I definitely I'm interested. I'm very interested. <laughs> All right. So Lace, I don't know if you are aware, but uh we are nursing in the middle of a pandemic and it's kind of got a lot of us thinking about what this means for our practice or you know just lots of or just life really in general and I kind of wanted to see what your experience has been especially as a nurse during all this yeah yeah who would have thought huh <laughs> that 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 would happen in our in our time. And uh, who would have thought that things that would have gotten us like written up and tossed out on our ear very quickly (laughs) would be common practice uh, when it comes to like protective gear. I mean, I think if you would have said before all this happened, if you would have walked out of a patient's room to grab something in your mask, you know, that wouldn't have gone over very well with anyone. Yeah. (laughs) But now, now it's way more serious. Yeah. Now it's like, that's a precious resource. Leave it on. So yeah, I think um, for, for my practice, I think that's the first thing that I, I was trying to wrap my head around is what does that mean? Like, I don't, I don't understand. When do I reuse it? How do I reuse it? You know, what do you mean? You know, <laughs> like trying to kind of wrap my head around it because it was so opposite of anything that I've ever learned. And even the idea of doffing it and then donning it the way you're supposed to without contaminating yourself. For me, I was I'm 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 nervous about just that piece, which I have not had to do it yet. 
So I'm certain the day that I do, whoever is my buddy is is going to need a break from me because I'm going to be like, no, stand there and watch me put this on and now stand there and watch me take this off. Yeah. <laughs> because. Do I need to be quarantined? Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm, that's what I'm nervous about. And then also like understanding what that means for the rest of my nursing career now. Like, is this going to be a new norm? Are we going to normalize reusing N95 masks? Are we going to, you know, what does that mean? Uh, Am I, instead of getting a stethoscope issued, you know, in nursing school, are people going to stop getting stethoscopes issued and instead get like those huge N100s or something instead? And like, what what does this mean? Because it's not, it it's just not sustainable. Obviously, we've learned that in this pandemic. Yeah. It's not sustainable and, the way it is. Or it's weird, like going out and I'm seeing all these, like just going out into the, you know, just regular, like going to the store and then people wearing masks and or, or, you know, they're wearing gloves and you're like, they, you know, we went, you know, there was like a class that actually taught us how to don and doff stuff as well as work training. And yet like, and you're just seeing it everywhere. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah. no way half the people know how to use this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, it is a new frontier for like public health. And I think like having more nurses I, I'm sure I'm sure that that doesn't surprise any anybody that knows me to hear but more more nurses you know in public health in in I, I was shocked to find out there wasn't school nurses anymore I grew up in a time when there was or in a place that there was I don't know maybe there's not where I grew up too I don't I don't know what happened but what happened yeah like why isn't there a public health nurse out there teaching people yeah. like in some ad to how to put on stuff and to you know you can't just keep on gloves all day and expect yeah. that to keep you clean because the gloves get dirtier than your hands yeah and just like yeah calm people down and like dispel myths and it's surprising to me that it's not a thing so i think that needs to be a thing like to- toss some effort that way clearly that is a, a an area to toss some effort because it would have saved a lot of heartache i think for a lot of places to have that even like the kids at the grocery store and the way that they're wearing their masks you know half of them it's not even like completely over their nose it's kind of like hanging off on one side or like one guy was like reaching underneath it and scratching his beard and you know like (laughs) I don't know like just at some of them there's no sameness between the masks and who knows about fit and I don't know just like reasons to do this and reasons not to do this and maybe more education about not coming to work when you're sick and how to wash your hands than scratching underneath your mask and just saying like this is going to protect it's like a false sense of security I think that these kids when I've asked them about how do you feel about wearing the mask or whatever they're like oh it's dumb I don't think it's going to keep me from getting sick and it always makes me raise my eyes because I'm like okay you clearly don't don't know that the mask is not to keep you from getting sick it's to to keep others and so like I think that's the thing is there's such misinformation out there yeah like where 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 are we behind in our efforts of public health? So and many where areas. Where are those resources? Where are those resources for us? You know, it's like yeah. you and I can understand the concepts that a little, like an ounce of prevention. 
saves you, you know, what is the, what's the term? A pound of whatever. I am bad at those. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, just like just a little bit of prevention can save you so much heartache. Right. And, and we're seeing some of that. And then, um, and then there's these, there's states opening up. Ours is taking its time and we're, we're starting to do that. And it's nice to see, I mean, is there like that sense like that you're kind of concerned with are, are, are nurses where you work able to work still, or, you know, cause I'm, I know to like a lot of other unrepresented hospitals there, you know, just having to take uh, paid time off or just getting called off. Yeah, no, there is plenty of work, it seems. And as things open back up, there is, there's been some, some really moralistic commitments made too. And like, people are really taking, it seems like the high ground, especially here in Oregon, for how to, to deal with this. So there's been work and opening back up is, I think everybody is a little scared. That is the wrong thing to do. But then also like, realistic about the fact that this is also not sustainable yeah we Um, can't just stay indoors all day but at the same time like is it going to create a whole new problem right and so what is that I mean at some point we have to and I think that's the thing too is like I feel like there's certain words that that end up being buzzwords like safety sustainability (laughs) like these things are People say it, oh, we need to do stuff sustainably, you know, we need to do stuff safely, but they're not just words. I, I like tend to like to, to put it in a way that they're not, they're not words, they're actually actions. And like, you can't say you're safe, you know, that doesn't matter if you say it, it's how you act. And so I think like that is the, that is the thing that Oregon is trying to do is act safely about this. Opening in stages. And yeah, like listening to the people who work in healthcare. So critical is to mm-hmm. listen to us. You know, listen to us. It's like in every everything we're doing, we are in a place where we we can speak up and someone is hearing what we're saying. And that's kind of the brilliant thing of being a part of ONA and like getting the opportunity to to move a topic or speak on a topic in a way that you would have never <laughs> You're not going to get an opportunity to do it without going through someone like ONA because ONA is so respected within state for its positions and its people that being a part of that group is just. Yeah, just organizing in general. You Huge. Whether it be, you know, your society, you know, like for instance, like I've been a part of like Society of Trauma Nurses or, you know, or, you know, we're talking about Oregon Nurses Association because that's like the most familiar one around here but there's the OR nurses and and then just getting together and then like have like pooling those resources you get such a better opportunity to get out some message that can really benefit your profession or your specialty right it's, it's interesting and then there's just so many things that we need especially in this kind of atmosphere to like proper to do to do our practices safety safely and then we're seeing like a whole new slew of issues now with uh with with covid coming through it's, it's right it's really interesting have you uh been offered an, a chance to like speak with anybody representing the state or the federal government for for us or or for the for the nurses here in oregon well a lot of yeah there was a call with senator merkley which you know, that was a great call. He's, um, 
he's got a wife, Susan, I think, that works in palliative care. Yeah, she's, so in, she's he, in hospice. In hospice, okay. So she, he, mm-hmm. he has firsthand knowledge. Um, so anything we said, I feel like she probably <laughs> says it better. Um, but fantastic to, like, talk to him. I'd really like to get some of the other people on the phone. Um, but... <laughs> I don't know if that would happen, um, but yeah, um, I think. Now, now, how did you get invited to that? Through ONA, so it was because of being a part of the Nurse Practice and Research Council that I was invited to that, which was fantastic. And like I said, it felt. I think. I think for me, it felt like a. Oh, of course, of course, I'll talk. Um, and then you know, I didn't realize that my husband and my dad would be super excited. I'm like, it's not really that big of a deal. It's okay. It's a big deal. <laughs> Is it? It's a big deal. Yeah. Well, because like, I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, I think that's like one of the, I think a huge takeaway, especially during this is like, yeah, I've gotten to go give a spiel to Senator Mer- like to like the a federal senator to be like, this is like what's going on. Yeah. Help. This is like, and, and it, 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 I mean, besides him having somebody like his spouse or his partner have like being in nursing that's that's super helpful on top of it all but like but like just like putting your hand out like just you like you and i have this like same experience we're just decided well i guess i'm gonna do something right and then um i mean how hard was it to like i'm not saying it wasn't hard but like i mean how hard was it to to get involved not at all yeah Yeah, no, it's not at all hard. And I think, too, um, the, the... I mean, how many people have, like, been happy to mentor us along the way? That's right. It's so nice um, that people have been so... And, and I think that's the thing, too, is it helps you work through some of that, like, well, I'm not the right person, and I'm I'm certain I'm not alone in this about the, how many times I feel like I've just sat back watch something happen and have this like feeling in my chest like oh (laughs) were you just like yeah and and now I have to take that home you wish you would have been the right like when you watch someone else do it you're so proud of them you're like yeah get it that's right that's but those people didn't get there overnight like they didn't get to a position where they were able to leap in at the right moment with the right words to actually make an impression overnight like there was people behind them that mentored them many many hours of maybe saying it wrong (laughs) or like doing it wrong or you know like these learning moments are are huge and with ONA it's like such a safe space in the class and then when you're practicing you know um being brave in those moments there's people that show up for you and they're like they're they're like your cheerleaders like that was good good job or maybe try this next time or like you know like yeah. it's, it's well, a that really wasn't professional at all but here's how we would do it next time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> like i said they're the mom that can give it to you straight sometime but also very very nurturing of like yes like you know um and so it is a great yeah i can't i can't I can't yeah, say so enough. If you saw like so, so if you saw like a like new nurse lace and you know, like and they were still on that like unsure of like well something needs to be done like what would be some ideas that you'd have for them like, well, just to like start. And I and I and I think like that's that's something I'm very passionate about. Um I had made it my we have girl goals at OHSU. I'd made it my girl goal 
that I do want to empower others and like get them to, you know, be more robust in our unit bases and really own the contract and like be a steward for what they want. Um, and so that that's huge. And so I think um, for each person, it's it it's funny because each person that I've kind of like been working on, so to speak, for for a while. Um, at first, I was like, oh, this is going to take so long. And this is so hard. But like, it gains momentum, like, like a rolling stone there, it starts to gain some momentum. And then you just kind of watch them go off and, and start their little leadership journey. And like, you know, that, okay, you gave them some good, strong, like, nice work. And have you thought about this? And have, you know, and that feels really good. And so I think, um, the more even even if you don't have someone doing that for you, if you do that for other people, you know, you maybe you attract what you give. Um, but it it's it seems great. It seems like a really easy thing to do. If you recognize that someone had a strong moment, just telling them what that made you feel. I was really inspired by you, you know, speaking up at that meeting and everything you said landed for me really hard and nice work. You know, like, I feel like those kind of things like stick with you when people say that stuff to you and it helps you feel better the next time you speak up and then the next time and then the next time. And so, oh, yeah. Or when they ask like, how can I get there? And then that's so exciting. So, so, so yes, having like these kinds of things, um, they're all, they're all tools, you know, they're all tools that help motivate us to, to, to do something with our voices and our experiences, which could do, could move mountains if we all put them together. That's, that's honestly how I feel. Um, in the right way, if they're all put together, there's nothing that could stop nurses. So. Yeah. Well, and we all have something that brought us to nursing and, um, there is an opportunity for you to strengthen it. Yes. Yeah. It's a worthy profession. People are not here because they're slouches. And, you know, we're our own worst enemies at times, but together we're a force, uh, a force that, I mean, is undeniable. So hopefully, hopefully this whole PPE situation helps raise nurses voices yeah it's yeah it's it's we deserve I, a supply I, chain I feel like the commu- yeah <laughs> yeah you know yeah I, yeah but yeah i think this is a good talk i think like i think just people want to know like generally like there's there's sometimes that tipping point that leaves you to go look for another job but that same tipping point could like lead you to like just not there's th- you know you can where you can get over that fear of speaking up you know what have you got to lose at that point right and 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 what we're saying is there's a whole community that like feels there's there is a community whether it's through your professional association through labor through your unit-based council there there's something in nursing or healthcare or whatever or maybe even even in a community group supporting healthcare that like maybe speaking to something that you know can help better move people in the right direction of how you really picture holistic healthcare, how you picture it. Right. Yeah. You have anything else to add? No, no. I think, um, 
Yeah, there is. People need to use their voices. So yes, anything that helps, yes, <laughs> contribute yeah. to that. It's a mountain of a job. It takes a lot of um, people yeah. to 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 do it and to do it yeah, well. We're stretched thin. We we we're looking for company. Yeah, we're a lean yeah. six sigma and it's group, fun. And uh, we need it's more. Uh, yeah. Good yeah. luck. Good luck with that that tagline after COVID. <laughs> Yeah, no, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're gonna lose a few here. I'm just... Yeah, we're gonna. A lot of people are gonna retire after this. There's, we need some young faces. Although, <laughs> although on a positive note, I said this before, um, with challenges, but the ones that do make it, gosh, think about their resiliency toolkit, man. That's a, yeah, <laughs> that's a good toolkit. I mean. I don't know how many times in this beginning of this COVID thing that I leaned into when I heard nurses talk about HIV, like, oh, I was around for the HIV pandemic and la, 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 la. And when I heard that, I was like, there's some people with some grit, like they survived that. And they're still a nurse this many years later, like, I'm going to listen. And so like, think about those of us that do make it through all this, pack it into our little backpack. And when we whip that out... (laughs) for big nurse issues that will undoubtedly exist in 20 years from now, we can be like, well, during the COVID pandemic, I, and hopefully (laughs) (laughs) young nurses will sit back and lean in and listen because I think there was some really, I mean, I heard some spit and fire that I was like, okay, I need to own this bigger. I need to be, be loud about this. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for what the future holds for nursing with us. So but so, Lisa, I just wanted to say, tell you my appreciation for you coming on uh, and speaking with me about your experience in nursing. I think you have a good story that I think will resonate with a lot of people, and I'm hoping it inspires them to um, question if they can take action. You're on the the cabinet of nurse practice and research at Oregon Nursing Association. And we talked about what you, you're doing there. Uh, are you going to be running for the same position next year? Because we know it's a two-year term. It's a two-year term. Yeah, it's, I. It, you know, I have to decide. I, I want to definitely run for something and continue to serve. I really don't feel like I'm done learning at all um, by any stretch of the imagination. I definitely want to keep on learning. And I do really like the practice side of things. So yeah, I probably will. It's awesome. Thanks for having me on here. It's great to meet people like you that are doing these amazing things for nursing and inspiring people because it is everybody's everybody's voice matters even if um even if it's not necessarily like positive or it's not what everybody else is saying or it's all important and coming together and listening to one another in a respectful way, I think nurses have a leg up on that because of what we do every day. So very important that people feel empowered to to be involved. Yeah. So again, I really appreciate your time and I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe maybe it'll be when um when we get to do the toolkit. I don't know. Yeah. yeah we did. Online now, right? <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think maybe Lisa and I'll talk about uh, our, we did a project where we did an advocacy toolkit, which I'll share on uh, the website, on the uh, anchor.com website. And uh, it just kind of gives you a basic idea of ways you can get involved in 
your well, I mean, so I mean, one of the different settings that we looked at, we did looked at um, getting involved in the hospital, mm-hmm. your community, in the state and beyond. So um, getting involved in like in the political forum in whatever way you're you or, or in whatever audience you want to reach out to. And, and so what were what were kind of like the four. And yeah, we, and we'll, so we'll share it. And it's really, yeah, it's not, yeah, it'd be a great talk. It's really easy though. You know, the, the whole premise was activism is in, is in us all and that it's really just, you know, four, four steps, preparing, organizing, showing up and then inspiring. So like those four steps kind of lead you anywhere. And then, yeah, the, the different local workplace. Yeah. Like you talked about and then bigger and we kind of tried to to just set some steps in motion to help someone kind of carve out their own path, not necessarily telling them what to do, but kind of giving them a framework to like a bare bones framework to work from. Yeah. Like if you have an, you have some idea that you know could change something, where do I go and where do I want to make that change? And just like, what are the steps that I can get involved and what are some examples of places to start out with? Where can I find peers? Where can I find mentors? Yeah, it's really great. So I'll, I'll, I'll post a link for that on uh, on the site. And if you have questions, is there is there a way uh, people can reach out to you in case they have uh, further questions about um, some of the things we talked about? Sure. I mean, my email address is just my name, lacevelk at gmail.com. And that's cool. Um, yeah, I'll yeah. answer any questions and help anybody feel yeah. like they can do anything because they can. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Lace or... and I are really uh, inspired by getting involved, and we are always open to questions about how can I get involved. So please uh, feel free to reach out to her, reach out to me. Um, we loved it. We'll, we'll talk your ear off it. You'll really regret it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, thank true. you, Emily. Yeah, I really appreciate it. You take okay. care. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.